So, retrospectors, what historical events are we ticking off on this week's run of Today in History? Well, Monday is the anniversary of the day Roger first publishes famous thesaurus. Then on Tuesday, we say happy birthday, Mr. Potato Head. On Wednesday, the extraordinary stories of the child soldiers who fought in the American Civil War. On Thursday, how King James changed the word of God. And on Friday, what did spam emails look like in 1978? We discuss this and more on Today in History with the retrospectors. Ten minutes every weekday, wherever you get your podcasts. Hear that? Believe it or not, summer is just around the corner. Luckily, ArmorAll, America's most trusted auto appearance brand, has what your car needs to get that perfect summer shine. Plus, now through May 31st, we'll give you $5 for every 20 you spend on ArmorAll products. That means car wash pods, protectant, tire shine, you name it. Find out how to get your $5 rebate at armorall.com. ArmorAll, less work, more clean. Terms apply. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the anguished scream of F1 podcasts. No! Oh, no, wait, yes. No, sorry, we're only starting. We don't want to say no yet. I mean, maybe. Maybe! Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the inevitable clown show of F1 podcasts. It's, it's just another Ferrari joke, really, at this point. I think every joke we do is Ferrari I'm joke. looking forward to the next fire at Ferrari, and then they'll be putting it out with a bucket of confetti. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the podcast equivalent of pitting for tyres when you've just overtaken someone, just like Carlos Sainz was erupted to in Sunday's Grand Prix by Ferrari. What were they doing? They were just doing well. And they were like, oh, now we should stop. I wish the team would do more entertaining decisions in the race. This was entertaining. Welcome to For Formula One's Sake, the F1 podcast that will try very hard not to collapse into Allo Allo references, but we make no promises. Allo Allo was from a very long time ago. Ah, well, I'm not old, and I YouTubed it. And I have heard of it, but then I got You've heard of it. <laughs> then I got down a rabbit hole of YouTube clips from thirty years ago, <laughs> and it is still funny. <laughs> I was just pissing by. Welcome to for Formula One's sake, wishing the F1 trucks had gotten stuck in Dover. I think it'd be more likely if Ferrari got stuck at Dover when they didn't even have to be in Britain. <laughs> That's how much they fucked up their strategy. <laughs> Welcome to for Formula One's sake, the podcast F1 deserves. I'm Neve Lewis, the latest substitute for Chica Ayres, who is knee-deep in dirty nappies as we speak. Her, not me. I prefer pets. Today, from the North North, further north than any other guest host, I'm going to guide you through the comedy slapstick extravaganza that was the French Grand Prix. We'll talk about a wide variety of things over the course of the next hour or so, but let's face it, we're going to laugh at Ferrari. That's all to come. Joining me is a man who should practice what he preaches. It's Phil Tromans. Basically, since the start of the summer, I've been trying to convince my two-year-old daughter that she needs to wear sunscreen when she goes out, and she does not want to do it. And I've been bullying her and bullying her and bullying her. So, no, we need to put sunscreen on. I've been trying to sneak it on her face when she's not paying any attention. And we had a massive meltdown before we went out this weekend. I didn't want to put sunscreen on. I managed to get it on. We got out of the house. We went out. We had a lovely day in the park. I got very sunburned because I forgot to put on sunscreen. And alongside him is a man who is really the people's Elvis Presley. It's Terry Saunders. So, what's Elvis Presley famous for? 
dying. Where did he die? On the toilet. Yes. Last night, I nearly died on a toilet. Uh-oh. Oh, I don't like where this story's going. All right. Well, today I've been traversing the German hospital system because last oh, night... Yeah, no, this, this is one of those things. It's not funny. I could have died. But last night, I got up in the night with a stomach ache and I was on the toilet doing my ablutions and then I passed out on the toilet. Fuck. Hit my head on the bath. Oh my so god! I've got a, I don't know if you can see that. I've got a very swollen eye. And very a, bad internet. Did, you, oh, did yeah. you fall on your internet router? Uh, yeah, my internet router is absolutely screwed. It's in the it's in the toilet, and then went back to sleep, and then went to the hospital today. I had to wait for hours to be seen, and then they said you don't need stitches. So I don't need stitches. So I'm not a snitch, but I may be a bit slow today. I think I might have concussion, and the state of F1 might be might make less sense than normal. <laughs> Neve, uh, what have you been up to? I have been escaping watching sport by doing sport and doing lots of long distance sport. When you say long distance. Just to put it into context, um, last time I went swimming, I had a really good swim and I managed 10 wits. Of what? The English <laughs> Channel. <laughs> <laughs> so I live in Cumbria as obviously a reference to the North North. Mostly been swimming open water. So yesterday I swam end to end in West Water. Uh, which is England's deepest lake. This is why we got you on, because we're, we're very similar, the three of us, in the, ter- in the, in the way that we do our extreme. Yeah, sports. I made it t- to the toilet after a kebab. <laughs> and you went across <laughs> the lake three times. <laughs> this week's Listener's Corner is surrounded by psychedelic blue and red lines, designed specifically to give you one hell of a migraine. Let's begin with the only thing we can really talk about, and that's Ferrari. Firstly, Charles Leclerc, who further torpedoed his championship hopes by dropping his car into a wall from the lead. Ian Ricard says, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but Leclerc crashes, says something about the throttle before screaming into the radio. Leclerc gives a dispassionate interview about how it was all his fault and he must really stop making mistakes. Red Bull guy in the cool down room says, yeah, throttle problem, heard it on the radio, then the sound goes off. Ryan Simpson says, Leclerc has been around too long to still be making so many rookie mistakes. He isn't on Max or Lewis's level and never will be. Phil Pitt-Matthews says, who does Leclerc think he is? Vettel? Burn. I don't think this throttle thing is a thing. I think he just fucked it up. I have my own theory that he did us all a favour because France is shit. As in the race yeah. or just in general? <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Brexit. <laughs> well, both. <laughs> um, they are screwing us over at the border thing at the moment, so. If you're French and you hate us, <laughs> we haven't got any French they listeners. Don't. They don't listen. The um, best thing about the French Grand Prix is the bucket hat. Did you see there were some Circuit Paul Ricard bucket hats? Bucket hat. What is a bucket hat? Isn't that, an, what, is that not an Oasis thing, like a Manchester? That's a bucket hat. I can show you. I have one. Uh, have you got a bucket hat? Yeah, Nice from the north, of course she has a bucket hat. <laughs> Would you like me to go and get it? I wasn't bit specifically big in France. There just seemed to be like some special branded Circuit Paul Ricard hats. Look, oh, that is what I was go. thinking of. A lovely pink bucket that hat. That doesn't feel very... Or fr- possibly orange. I mean, I don't want to get all xenophobic, but surely a bucket, a, a French Grand Prix hat should be a fucking beret, <laughs> or they're not fucking proud of being <laughs> fucking French. Well, that's very true. I, mean, I, th- I think they are allowed to wear other hats. I mean, maybe they have Paul Ricard berets. Just, I'm just saying that if we were watching Hello, Hello, and René comes on in a bucket hat, it wouldn't be funny. We're getting off track here, much like Charles Leclerc. He's <laughs> just f- fucked it. 
I think he did. I think the throttle thing was him trying to reverse and not being able to because he'd bollocks the car, I think. But either way, yeah, he's, he just spanned it from the lead. It's another mistake. And Ryan Simpson, who says he's been around too long to still be making so many rookie mistakes, is absolutely bang on the money. Well, especially when, especially no. when Verstappen is just waltzing away with it now. It's like, if it was like Leclerc versus, versus Sainz, or there was three teams in it maybe, but it's just, it's just ruining the, they're just ruining it for them. They're ruining it for, they're ruining it for everybody. Yeah. I'm not angry. I'm just disappointed. I'm very disappointed mm. that Ferrari. But do you remember a few years ago, Verstappen was making these kind of mistakes, but he ironed them out quite quickly. When he first came in, when he was, what, 12? He kept crashing all the time. This is true. But then now, when was the last time he made any kind of serious mistake? It's been a long time. He had that raw pace and he's just, he's got rid this of is, it. This is a very good point because Leclerc has been in Formula 1 for what? Three years? It's a Four while. Years. No, I think it's longer Eight than that years. now because he was at Sauber for a bit. He's been at Ferrari for a couple of years. I don't know what years are anymore. He's been I'm around old. a while now. But he, yeah, <laughs> I do but... think Leclerc has made more famous errors than anyone else his more memorable like azerbaijan or when was that yeah plus well he does also make a meal of it as, yeah he does make a meal of it as well he likes to blame himself i'm stupid yeah i, I was stupid i will say this only once i'm an idiot <laughs> sorry i'm just gonna put a low low references listen very carefully <laughs> but um, do i now I, have to wear the pocket hat for the rest of this podcast yes yes okay um <laughs> But he just, um, I don't know, he just, yeah, the fact that the it. screaming no, the blaming himself, this, oh, it's all my fault. And then there was a very weird interview. I thought it was on the Sky coverage where um, whoever was interviewing him, they were talking about having a psychologist and stuff. And then she just started asking questions like, so do you think you need to adjust your approach to the next races? And he's just going, I don't want to talk about this. <laughs> it's like, which is, you know. Do you think this says something serious about your background? This is like, you know, sports psychology is a very interesting thing because, you know, most of it is in the mind. And his mind is... In the wall. <laughs> His mind is so close to the barrier, he may as well have crashed the car. Of course it wasn't just Chuckles Leclerc spannering things up for the Scuderia. The whole team was at it. Doug E. Harper says, Ferrari, what a farce if Faulty Towers ran an F1 team. Tom Murray asks, is it time for Ferrari to replace the slice of cold lasagna they've got running things on the pit wall? That was a mess, even by Ferrari standards. Tim Renler says, you know how Ferrari threatened to leave F1 every few years? Maybe they should. Just think about that money they get every year for being Ferrari could be spent. They can't be trusted to fight for a title, so they shouldn't be allowed the money. Alistair White says, like any racing stallion past its racing prime, think Ferrari needs a wee trip to the vet. Yes, it wasn't just Chuckles, as we're calling him now. What I mean, what what every I feel like every week we're saying, oh Ferrari, going to mess it up again. But every week they do it somehow. It's actually quite impressive because they're fucking up on a number of different disciplines in, in all new ways. Yeah. The engine's gone, the strategy's fucked, the drivers have lost it. Uh, <laughs> That's just a bit of everything. Really. Next week they'll just send the car out in the wrong color. They'll send another Alpha out or something. Yeah, like that. send last year's car out and be hauled up on technical regulations. I just, I, I mean, I'm going to talk about this in my state of everyone today, but it's just, it's getting to the point where it's actually a bit sad. This has been their whole history since they started, from the Enzo Ferrari days, from his first cars and the, his first stint into racing. The only real success they had was Schumacher days. Have they just 
been doing this all the time but normally they don't have a car fast enough so maybe we don't notice it and like you said like even back in enzo's days he, what was his quote it was like the only thing you need to go racing is an engine and anything else is just frosting or something that's not the actual quote but it was something like that it's like i don't care about chassis and stuff let's just have a massive engine yeah and like that ferrari aren't very good they're not very good stop being fans of them well, you know, they've got a nice logo, that helps. They've had a consistent logo, that helps. Like, Williams changed theirs a lot, McLaren have changed theirs a lot. So, you know, maybe it's brand awareness. They stuck to the same colour for all those years. Yeah, colour. Is that, is, that, is, that, is that what brings in the Netflix crowd? Well, regularity of logo? I mean, the thing is, I think the Schumacher era has kind of screwed all of our memories a bit because we kind of go, well, yeah, we, they can be good again, but actually the Schumacher era was a blip. It was very unusual for Ferrari to be good for years in succession like they'd, they'd get the yeah, odd they little little spikes don't yeah they? they'd get the odd championship but they wouldn't you know i'm just they, they wouldn't ever do a consistent campaign over multi-years like there was a period in the like mid 70s with like nikki Lauda and everything and then it, honestly i think if you looked at the charts and i'm looking at the charts now as we speak they've only had two periods where they won like more than two championships in a row up until schumacher so i think that gives a really false impression of ferrari when, as we've said in multiple episodes, the reason they won is because Ross Braun and John Todd came in and said, you're doing none of your normal shit. <laughs> We're doing it our way. <laughs> and then everyone went, oh, God. Uh, I was, oh, was going to do a French accent. <laughs> oh, Le Bleu. No. <laughs> no, John Todd. Uh, oh, Italy. <laughs> I am so Italian. <laughs> and... Lasagna. <laughs> oh, mm. <laughs> <laughs> we have a spaghetti, spaghetti. Wasn't he a driver for Ferrari in the? 50s? I think so. He did very well until he was decapitated. Um, but this is Ferrari. This is peak Ferrari. And like we've seen, you know, we remember Massa being driving down the pit lane with the hose and the fuel hose still yes. attached. With, you know, yeah. they fuck things up for Alonso, for Vettel, Gilles Villeneuve trying to come in in three wheels. Yeah, even even. Even letting Kiwi Raikkonen drive for 20 years is just typical Ferrari. So, no, I think maybe I'm changing my mind. This is Ferrari, and we should embrace how appalling they are. I would agree, and I feel like our... No, well, not just ours, as in us three, but the discussion on how shit Ferrari are after the weekend is not news. Wow. Wow. It has to be news because otherwise we've got nothing. In other news, was that the last French Grand Prix? Well, for a while, at Paul Ricard at least, the contract for the race at the circuit has now expired and there isn't a new one yet. The organisers want a new one, but with rumours of loads of new races flying around just about every week and plenty of other track options if F1 does stay in France, could we have seen the last of the Magic Eye poster? God, I hope so. It is a shame because the French Grand Prix... Sounds like a good thing, but Manny Core was rubbish. Paul Ricard just hurts to look at. And doesn't Bernie Eccleston own it? Which I'm sure everyone are trying to get rid of anything that Bernie Eccleston owns. So, because it will get seized. I think HMRC yeah, are going exactly. to own it soon. So, yeah, who gives a shit? Only I give a shit because I'd like a French Grand Prix. Yeah, but Manny they haven't Cor got a good nice track. A little, a little... Right, here we go. Le Mans. Here we go. So. Le Mans. Yeah, but they're talking about the Le Mans Bugatti circuit, which is the short circuit at Le Mans. But I say the full Le Mans circuit, the four-minute lap circuits. Let them loose on. Okay, that. I'll go one further. The full Le Mans circuit, but it's on the same weekend as Le Mans. Like for an for an hour <laughs> and a half of Le Mans, that you've got twenty-four to one cars going around as well as LMP one, two, and three cars. <laughs> actually, that is absolutely amazing, and the GT cars as yeah. well. 
All right, no, I'm fully on board with that. Scrap my idea. Yours is Genius. better. Done. Next. Do that. I mean, everyone would watch that. Yeah, I would watch that. Sure, people would die, but... Yeah, it's fine. But they've all got the Halo, so it's fine. Yeah, Halo sells everything. It has been shit, though, hasn't it? Yeah. Poor Akam. Have we had a good race? I, mean, I do now have a nagging feeling that maybe we did one year. But was it thanks to the circuit? I mean, it's just such a... I mean, it's featureless. Like, they've tried to make it as featureless as possible by just making all of it look the same. And it's basically flat. It's horrible. Apart from one little lump at the end. And it's like, oh, so dull. From a track that won't be missed to one that definitely will, it seems increasingly likely that the Belgian Grand Prix at Spa Francorchamps will get the hoof next year with what added races in China, Las Vegas, South Africa and Qatar lined up for 2023. Like Paul Ricard's bar is at the end of its current contract and it seems that money doesn't add up to renew it. This is horse shit. This is one of the best tracks on the calendar. Why would you get rid of that? They won't get okay, rid of it. I don't believe they'll get rid they of will. it. I think I they don't will. believe it. I think they'll get rid of it and they'll bring in some sort of shit street race around a corporate car park in Houston. No, I'm sorry. I've got to believe and maybe my concussion thrives on this but i think that even Lib- liberty know what they-, they know which way their bread is buttered they know how popular spa is is this not just that the old bernie eccleson tactic of saying oh no we are going to fuck you over but in the end we'll pay because we like you I'm, i don't know i think i think they're i think they've i think they've seen miami and they're like oh we can get a load of money for this and ultimately i think the lure of the Luca might be a bit too much i hope it, i hope i'm wrong because i want spa to stay no. I think they should have two races at Spa. They should open up the old Spa, the really dangerous one that is now a town. It makes it more dangerous if you do it during the commute Exactly. Run. Yeah. But think of Netflix. Yeah. Let's bring back the master kink. That's what I say. That's what everyone says. Nobody says that. But I think they should. It'd be a real shame if you lose that. I don't give a shit about poor Ricard, but Spa going would suck. Especially if Monaco's still there. Hmm. I think you have to bend hmm. France to get something else, don't you? France <laughs> has to go. <laughs> <laughs> this is getting a bit nineteen thirty nine again, but sure. Tell us how wrong we are. You can tweet us at for F one's sake or find us on Facebook where we're for F one's sake or email us at wrong at ff one s dot com. Alternatively, if you think we're right, you why not buy us a beer? That's what Brad Youngman did. He says, cheers, you filthy animals. Have a round on me. I've been listening to your back catalogue. Max Verstappen will never be a world champion, said by Terry in 2018. Give my last name a roast. I've heard them all, but have a go. Thank you, first of all, for the beer um, and for listening to the back catalogue, which I've never done. Maybe we should. Um, I mean, young man. There's no need to feel down. Everyone must do that one, surely. If he really wants his last name to be given a roast... You're a paedophile, Brad Youngman. <laughs> 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 Have I got roasting right? Is that a roasting word? Is that? You should be put on a register. You disgust me. <laughs> I mean, that's not roasted. That's, that's a nice Libeling. <laughs> Good. All right. Thanks, Brad. Perfect. Andreas Lafors, who says, cheers, and thanks for all the episodes. Don't call him a paedophile. Is he one? Not everyone that listens to us is a paedophile. It's just a very high percentage. 
No, I wasn't going to call him a paedophile, Phil. That's that, a paedophile. That's now, you've made it weird. You've made it weird. Sean McAuliffe, who says, balls, balls, balls. That's an awkward and time to say that, Sean. <laughs> Honestly. You've made it yeah, weird, you've made it weird. It's, it's, it's really weird now. And Jago Anderson, who leaves no comment. Well, he would leave no comment, wouldn't he, if he's a... <laughs> yeah. And big thanks, as ever, to our monthly donors, who this week include Keith Falconer, Chris Lee, Bernard Keith, Waugh. Chris! Welcome back, Mr. War. Welcome back. Jenny and Ralph Brynard, who need to return our calls. Hi, Jenny and Ralph. Call us. Bryce Davis. Thanks, Bryce. Andrew Cunningham. Thanks, Andy. Jason R. Bradley. Thanks, JC Bradley. Paul Hinton and Gabriel Rosencoter. Thank you, Paul and Gabriel. Join them. Head to ff1s.com forward slash pint, pint, pint. Terry. Phil. Have you heard the news? No. It's smooth sack summer. I beg your pardon? Smooth sack summer. Smooth sack summer. Yes, when you're playing in the summer sun, make sure you're scaped from pubes to bum. Have you got a heat stroke? Have you not used sunscreen? Manscaped. The Manscaped Performance Package 4.0 has everything you need to prepare that summer bod. I have a summer bod. And by oh that, God. I mean there's a huge gash above my eye. And I think I've got some <laughs> poo down my leg. Well, good news, Terry. On some fronts. Inside this package, you'll find their Lawn Mower 4.0 trimmer, Weed Whacker Ear and Nose Hair Trimmer, Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant, Crop Reviver Toner, Performance Boxer Briefs, and a travel bag to hold your goodies. Ooh, I. Right. Oh. <laughs> what was that? Oh, I. I didn't know how to say oh, I, so I just <laughs> went into Kelly's oh, Williams. Their lawnmower 4.0 trimmer features a cutting edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents thanks to their advanced skin safe technology. TM. And did I mention this trimmer is waterproof too? You did not mention that. Did you nah. mention it? I have mentioned it. Beach, lake, or shower, this razor will devour. Even the strongest pubes. I have very strong pubes. I've had several people remark on how strong my pubes are. And Manscaped even threw in two free gifts. The Manscaped boxers and the shared travel bag that will bring your comfort to another level. Balls, balls, balls! No, 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 not yet. Get 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code... No. Now. Balls, balls, balls! (laughs) That's 20% off and free shipping at manscaped.com when you use the code... Balls, balls, balls. Balls, 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 balls. No, just one balls. No, three balls. Fuck. One ball three times. Balls, balls, balls. Ferrari, I feel like we're at the point now where Ferrari making a catastrophic decision or a series of them is now just the norm. Would it be easier just to comment when they do something right? It would, but it would be a short podcast. They got him on pole, didn't they? 
well, they got Leclerc on pole, but Sainz had been faster all weekend, but he had to start at the back because his engine had grenaded last weekend and he needed to replace like every single bit of it. And he's presumably going to be doing that for the rest of the season or until this next one blows up, which presumably is next race. So, yeah, you're right. They're not doing a lot right. Oh, I'm just annoyed. I mean, I enjoy... I enjoy watching Leclerc fall apart because I'm <laughs> cold inside, but... It's just not as much fun as it normally is. Maybe I'm just getting older. I'm not sure. But it's well, is it familiar familiarity? It's happening too much. No, I know what it is. When Sebastian Vettel and Fernando Alonso went to Ferrari, they were already world champions who were trying to kind of coast along that final couple of years of being like. And then I went to Ferrari and turned the ship around. And even like Michael Schumacher came to Ferrari as a double world champion. So it feels unfair that Charles Leclerc is getting all of the Ferrari downsides without the upsides of being a multiple mm. world champion when of he joined already, Ferrari. Ha- yeah, already yeah. having won some races. Yeah, yeah, he's just being fucked over without a glorious past. <laughs> he's, he's having his glorious past that he hasn't got yet taken away from him. Maybe he'll do it in reverse. Maybe he'll leave Ferrari and then become like a double world champion for McLaren or something. Seems unlikely. Yeah, Mercedes. He also looked really sad when he said... Um, what he said at the weekend if I keep making mistakes like this and I don't deserve to win the championship and then I, just, I mean like he, he was going to mm, go off and cry he is but he, I mean he's right <laughs> I, I know mean, but it's it's the it's the again I hate Red Bull because Red Bull <laughs> do this thing that everyone else is at fault at all times mm. so actually seeing someone take the blame and take responsibility it just doesn't seem fair because you know that if that was Verstappen going into the war, he'd be like, "It's just unfair. The white lines are too—they're painted with anti-Red Bull paint or something." You know, <laughs> everything's a conspiracy to Red Bull. Whereas Charlie Clerk just feels like he, he takes it to heart. Won. Yeah, he takes it to heart. He wears his heart on his sleeve. I hope he's all right. Well, that's the first mistake because that's not good for your your body regulating your temperature. It's not good for safety. I think the FIA no. are going to have to cramp clamp down on that, or at least put a sensor on it. Arm halo. <laughs> <laughs> Arm halos. We should make those. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, Red Bull. Red Bull. Verstappen looked like you might have been able to win the French Grand Prix on merit, but the scrap with Leclerc never happened because of, well, you know. Anyway, he won easily in the end, but Sergio Perez was even slower than the Mercedes and half asleep at the restart, which doesn't seem great. What's going on with Checo? But it wasn't Checo's fault. It wasn't Red Bull's fault because nothing's ever Red Bull's fault. It wasn't the fact that he just fucked up. I mean, there was some weird problem with the the VSC system crashed. It said, go, then, stop, go. And then they had to restart and go to the backup wall, which says something different. But it was the same for all the teams. So there's no, there's no conspiracy here. I wasn't quite clear on what exactly what had happened here. So they said, go. And then they said, oh, no, don't go. No, now go. No, I think what happened was they said... It's about to st- the safety car. Okay, so what I've what I've what I've read, the system says the virtual safety car is ending, and then it gives a random period of time between then and ending, like on the start of the race. It's oh, so like, it's like a sort of invisible countdown, and they just go yeah. go. And then at that point, the system crashed, <laughs> which is so very Formula One. And then they go to a backup system. So I think when it, normally it takes like 10, 15 seconds. I think it took like a minute to restart the race. But That's I think amazing. it said the same on everyone's screens. And it just so happened that George Russell was more on it than Perez, who kind of just went, oh, everything's against us because I'm a Red Bull driver now. Do you reckon they have, like, media training at Red Bull HQ just to be like, you know, 
Christian Horner slaps Perez on the face and Perez goes, it's Mercedes' fault. I've got Mercedes hit me. <laughs> well, it's like a scene out of uh, Clockwork Orange. Yeah. They have it in their weekly appraisals with Horner. Yes. Where they have to just blame somebody else for all their failings. And if they do that, they get promoted. Mercedes. Mercedes brought upgrades to Paul Ricard and they completely didn't work, leaving Hammy and Rossi pretty dejected during practice. Hooray then for Ferrari and Sergio Perez, whose uselessness gave the Merck boys a double podium that they probably weren't expecting. Do you reckon they'll be happy with the weekend? I mean, on the on the one hand, yeah, because <laughs> even they can't have been expecting that podium, surely. Even in their wildest dreams, especially in practice when they were like a second and a half off the front runners. But on the other hand, they were a second and a half off the front runners. Um, and they'll probably want to know why. Well, it seems like the car is getting better each week, you know. Well, is like it, we're saying, Well, yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, and I think, it, I don't know, like we said last week, whether they're going to be able to win a race this year as... I mean, actually, I think they will win a race this year just because of the sheer incompetence of Ferrari. <laughs> it's, like, it's bound to happen. <laughs> that one day Lewis Hamilton's going to be in third and then the Ferraris just take each other out or both pit because that's what they do now, you know. So I think they will win a race, but not on merit. Um, but, you know, Lewis Hamilton seems to have got his bounce back a bit, I think. He seems more in control. He's he's kind of starting to trance Russell a bit now, if you notice, as the season goes on. Yes. Those little kind of fluky Russell getting in the lead of the two of the things have kind of slowed off a bit and suddenly he's just, you know, still very good, but behind well he's better than Bottas but there was this sort of little debate wasn't there where people were saying is Russell genuinely quicker than Hamilton or as some other people were saying is Hamilton slower because he's doing all the testing of the new bits because he's more experienced and knows the cars and he was basically like what if we were to make the floor out of cheese let's try that Lewis you try it and see if it works and that's why he was slow maybe maybe they stopped doing that strong argument but then hasn't Russell spent long in a shit car that he's used to drive in a shit box? Well, that's what he brings. Hamilton mm. knows what a good car feels like. Russell. Oh, so maybe knows the car is car getting good because like. Russell's gone shit. <laughs> <laughs> that's maybe that's the benchmark. If Hamilton could drive it well, it's a good car. If Russell can drive it well, it's absolute bollocks. What they've got to do is get it right on the line <laughs> of being good and shit. They've got to, to to suit both drivers. They've got to build an exactly average car. A Mercedes. Oh. Thanks, everyone. Pretty pleased with that. Didn't get the reaction I hoped for. Oh, we should we should mention that Hamilton managed to beat Russell despite no, uh, having missed a free practice session because they brought Nick De Vries in. Remember him? Which seems like an odd choice because surely they're never. He's one of those drivers that's never going to get to Formula One. Well, he's been yes, kicking and around. Yes, Toto said for, so. Oh, did, did he? he? Yes. Well, he said. What did he say? His, uh, I can't do anything for him. To get into Oof. F1, but he didn't say it like that though. He did it with an Austrian accent. Mm-hmm. Could you? Uh, could yes, because Toto Wolf morphed into a Northern woman for <laughs> <laughs> Northern England woman for the day. There's some, there's some fan fiction, <laughs> blimey. Um, Nick De Vries has been around, I recall, for ages because he used to be like the reserve driver at McLaren, like way back in the sort of I want to say Jensen Button days when he was about twelve. And he was like, wasn't he a shit hot karting prospect? And then he just kind of went nowhere. Is he in Formula E now? He's, he yes. was in Formula E. He's probably even got dropped in Formula E, isn't he? That's probably. Oh, God, has he gone even lower to like IndyCar or something? Isn't that no, because he... Mercedes are leaving Formula E? 
Are they? I don't know. Yes. We don't care about Formula E. <laughs> the team is turning into McLaren, essentially. Wow. Really? Yeah. God, that's quite a scoop. By scoop, mm. I mean probably everyone listening knows that already, but I haven't paid any attention. <laughs> that's that's something, isn't it? Mm. What, Mercedes is turning into McLaren? Yeah. Do you reckon they'll do that in Formula 1 as well? Maybe. Again. Maybe then Hamilton will remember a team that begins with M. <laughs> I always think it'd be good if Hamilton ends his career back at McLaren as a world champion. That would no, be my... I think he should fade out and go to a shit team at the end. I think he should yeah, buy... McLaren. <laughs> <laughs> I think he should he, do he his should... duty and go to Williams like everyone else has. Yeah. Should, or, or, or Ferrari. Well, there was talk about him going to Ferrari, but that won't... Well, that won't, he'll go to Ferrari if they, if they get rid of Leclerc early because Leclerc keeps screaming no into the radio. I'm not going to do it again. Um, right. But just on the Nick DeVries thing, I think they only brought him in for FP1 because there's a rule this year. Did it come in this year or has it been in before where they have to put a young driver in for FP1 a certain number of times during so the season? Like every every team. year old Nick DeVries. <laughs> <laughs> I think he is still quite little, but... I, I mean, why Nick DeVries? Have they not got anybody else that could actually benefit from doing an FP1? Why this is it guy not that do, looks like... Uh. Is it not to do his super licence points? Is it? I mean, he must I be. Su- Has he not won any Formula E races, or does he not do a Formula E or whatever he races in now? Uh, well, you need super cars? license points to get into FP1, I think, and then you collect them. It sounds like it sounds like rings in Sonic the Hedgehog or something. I was thinking it's more like Pokemon. <laughs> yes, Mercedes is like Pokemon. Got to got to catch them all. All the young drivers. <laughs> Alpine. Alonso outed himself as a tyre assassin during Sunday's race, deliberately driving slower to try and fry Norris's tyres behind him. Seems like an excellent excuse to try the next time you're slow at karting. Meanwhile, Ocon crashed into Snowder. He might be just the least memorable driver on the grid at the moment. Is that fair? I think so. Apart from crashing, what has Ocon done recently? He won a race last year, I think. Was it last year or the year before? Whenever it was. Other than that, what's he done? He's been a bit better than Alonso at most races. That's enough, isn't has it? Has he? Has he been a bit better? Uh, it feels like he has been. Would you put money on it? Has he been in the I'm points gonna, or has he not been in the points? I'm going to look at the standings. I mean, don't do that. That ruins everything. Ocon is two places ahead of Alonso in the standings. But oh, imagine where Alonso could that. have been. I didn't yeah, expect that either, exactly. but this is the point. Like, we didn't know. Anonymous. Because Alonso shouts louder and Ocon just gets on with it. So Guess well, today, This week he got got on with crashing into Tsunoda and got a five-place penalty for it. Whereas Sonoda had to retire. And Alonso, sorry, not Alonso, Ocon, Oconzo, finished eighth. Uh, I find I it know. hard to get I, excited about him or them. Alpine has been a very funny team because they're essentially Renault, obviously, that's been rebranded. And also Lotus. And also Lotus. But not yeah, Lotus, like but Lotus. Lotus, Lotus. But there's this kind of forgettability about them. I don't know. I can't put my finger on it, which is probably the problem. <laughs> but it's just... I mean, the cars are a memorable colour. They're very, like, blue and pink. you think you'd recognise them. They've got Alonso driving for them. Ocon's, like, a good driver. And yet, every week, I just don't seem to know... That, like, there's always, like, one moment where Alonso is third for a second before he crashes out. But I just... If you if you redid the whole season so far without Alpine in it, I'm not sure I'd notice. You'd just do that thing of going, something's not right. <laughs> <laughs> they changed the branding at the side of the track. Yeah. 
they switched the blue and the red on the outside of the poorer car circuit. Oh, yeah. So I don't know. I think, yeah, whatever. I mean, Ocon was wrong for the crashing. Just Fernando's just like trying to play Formula One in cheat mode these days. It's all this kind of like <laughs> oh, he's super sneaky. I know. It's just, but it's not. Like if if you're super sneaky and you're winning, you're a Schumacher. If you're super sneaky and you're just like coming eighth, it's just like well, just what's the point, man? I think Alonso gets away with a lot though because of his world championships. So it's like if he does something silly, it's like oh yeah, but he's won. But three, they were it's an fine. awfully long. But why do time we? Ago. Why do we allow? Him, why do we allow him to have that? Vettel had exactly. four. No, I agree with you because he does. But Vettel had four world championships, and we'll happily have a go at him. But for some reason, Alonso's seen as this hero because since two thousand and six, when he last won a championship, he's been at every worst team. He's made every <laughs> wrong decision. He won Le Mans just because he joined the only team that could possibly win. He's not been good for... I mean, how long ago is 2006? That's... Oh, 100 years. Nearly tw- 17 years ago. As, well, in my brain, it's like five years ago, but it's... 17 yeah. years ago, he won a championship, and he's still driving. And somehow, we all still think, oh, we've only had a chance. <laughs> if only in those 17 years, he had a chance. If only he hadn't pissed off everybody he's ever worked with, and nobody wants to bring him into their team. Exactly. Anymore. So, yeah. fuck him. <laughs> fuck him <laughs> I can't say this in a Cockney accent because I can't do a Cockney accent no, you, so I'm going to say it in a Northern accent yeah we need Northern oh actually no yeah. that could be good and then we'll, we'll pitch in and we'll do a little we'll workshop Haas <laughs> god knows they need it it's Haas because it's ass and I'm a Northerner so you say your A is like bath ass. like bath bath well I say I, I do hard as well Haas Kevin Magnussen had a hell of a shock that wrecked his race when he crashed after being overtaken by Nicholas Latifi. In fairness, nobody could have expected that. Not wanting to be left out, Schumacher had a tangle with Joe Guanyu, and basically everything went to shit after that. Yeah. Didn't they both score points last week? I think, no, 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 not even that. I think they had two races on the trot where they both scored points. And this was this is the opportunity of being the first time ever Haas have scored double points three races in a row. Was it? So in typical Haas style. They absolutely they both, fucked it. They fucked it up entirely. <laughs> yeah. Well, they started badly because Magnussen had his engine penalty. So I had to start from the back alongside uh, Sainz. But then didn't go very well. And do you remember... Was it, was it even last race we were saying, oh, Mick Schumacher, he's good? Yeah, but it's the French Grand Prix, isn't it? I think everyone can be allowed. It's almost like if there was like a Joker race where every driver went, I'm not going to bother. This is the race to do it. Didn't they used to do that? Did I imagine that? Was there a period in the race where you could drop your shittest results? Or have I made that up? Yes, in the late 80s, the, 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 the 11 of your best 16 results counted. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. <laughs> Because I remember that, because I started watching Ford One in like 1989, and I was nine years old, and I did not understand this, because <laughs> I'm now 42, and I don't understand it. But you do 16 races, but only 11 would count, and it was the 11 best. So you just drop the six shittest results. Maybe that is a good idea. Maybe Ferrari would be another chance then. Maybe that's where they went wrong. I'm not sure, but well, the, the I don't understand the logic. The trouble with that is, like, the way things are going, Verstappen would get to Belgium and then would just not bother for the rest of the season because he's already done his best races and he's going to win. He's hoping. Well. Maybe we should tell him that's the rules. <laughs> <laughs> McLaren. 
McLaren brought major updates to their car this weekend, which let them finish 7th and 9th for the second race in a row. Still, that means two races in a row where Daniel Ricciardo has scored points. Shame Norris had his tyres nobbled by Alonso after qualifying in 5th. Yeah. You can't help thinking that if you've brought major upgrades to your car, you don't want to finish in exactly the same position you did the previous race. But... Is this good for Ricardo that he's still, like after his big announcement last time, that he's definitely staying in Formula? Oh, no, he's definitely staying for McLaren. You know, I half expected him to finish like fifteenth on the next race. So is just treading. I mean, he's basically treading water behind Norris. But is that all he can expect? I mean, I don't think that's good enough. If if we're going to take him seriously, uh, Danny Ricardo has got to start taking the fight to Norris, and I cannot see that happening. I don't think he's got the wherewithal to be able to get on top of what's wrong it's too late he's just going to be a number two driver if he even stays where else can he go I mean there's Aston Martin but only if Vettel leaves Formula E IndyCar V8 supercars that's the series for him surely he'd love that yeah he'll do them all and he'll be shit at all of them I I think he's good enough that I mean fucking Will Stevens has won at Le Mans so I think Danny Ricciardo could do pretty well. Nigel Mansell, okay, didn't do very well at Le Mans. He crashed, but... I reckon someone like Daniel Ricciardo would do well in that kind of racing. I, th- I, th- I think he should do Australian supercars. I think that would suit him down to the he, ground. He was victim to the fact that the last set of rules seemed to suit him better than these rules do. And maybe he'll never get on top of these rules. But, I mean, he can drive a car. If he can stamp on the brakes, lick, lick the... What was it? Lick the envelope and fax it. Maybe that's the trouble. Maybe the world has moved on. Maybe that's the trouble. He he licks the envelope and sends it, or whatever it was. Licks the stamp and well, sends we're it. We're all sending voice notes. Exactly. He's he's a man. He's a he's an analog man in a digital world, and that's why he's struggling. And he's only he's probably he's, he's probably about twenty five, isn't he? Probably he's very young. Oh God, how old do you reckon Daniel Ricardo is? I actually don't know. I'm going to say twenty seven. But he's been in Formula 1 for years. There's no Yeah, way. but all Formula 1 drivers are children when they come into it now. Matt will love this as I look yeah. at it. He's 33. Is he really? Yeah. Is he really? He's a man-child. He's, he's born in 1989, which, as I just said, was the first year I watched Formula 1, which means I've been watching Formula 1 for 33 years. Now I feel old. Next, Aston Martin. Aston Martin. A boring race right to the end when Stroll nearly squeezed off Sebastian Vettel, who essentially accused the Canadian of brake-checking him in the final corner of the race. Should he have just crashed into him? Squeezed off sounds rude. Uh, yeah, maybe we should have rephrased that. <laughs> no, I think that's fine. We'll leave it in. <laughs> I like. I prefer the image. <laughs> Instead of two cars going up against each other, I prefer the image of like you know, you know when drivers like have one hand out in a fist or something. Just <laughs> putting his hand out even further this into Vessel's cockpit. This is getting worse. It would have been pretty awkward if you were about to score points and then your world champion teammate crashed into you and your dad owns the team. I like the politics of that don't even bear thinking about. Yeah, and Vettel was very magnanimous after. He went, oh, it's still a point for the team, but come on. <laughs> and Stroll I mean, was in a right grump because, you know, he shouted at the radio, he was like, leave me alone, all that. Oh, yes, point. leave so, me alone. I don't know what I'm doing. Well, Stroll must have been in Formula 1 for like 20 years now. It's just like, this is, I don't know no, what to say. He's, he must, it, that must be... Where was he before? He was at Force India, wasn't he? Which is the same team. He's done 113 races. What? 
He's got nothing ridiculous. else to do with his life. He's 23. He could, what he's is 20... going on? <laughs> I thought he was older than that, so I don't know how So did I, actually. He's 10 years younger than Danny Ricardo. This is nuts. I mean, just everybody's younger. I now. thought he was older than me. If you don't mind me asking, how old are you? I am 26. I don't understand the world anymore. Lance Stroll could do anything. His name's not Stroll. Their name's Strulovich. It's true. Are they Russian? Maybe. <laughs> Let's not get into that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, another team that are, I mean, in fairness getting a point for Aston Martin at the moment is not a bad result because they've been quite woeful this season there was some financial eyebrows raising going on at Aston Martin the wider company and I now can't remember the details which is you know great yes, stuff for a journalist um, I do know this uh, Lawrence Stroll has asked investors for a a new a new injection of funds, yes, and the Saudi investors who own I think the majority um, have well now own more of a majority. Interesting, Ooh. because if I know anything about the economy at the moment, it's not a great time to have an injection of cash from shareholders. Well, because, from Saudi Arabia in particular. Well, Saudi Arabia in particular. I mean, it's Formula One, you know, and nobody cares about ethics in Formula One. Can you imagine if suddenly they did though? If suddenly no, Formula One was like, right, we're going to do this properly, there'd be like four I, races. I can't imagine. I actually can't imagine. It. And I've, I've got a good imagination, and I can't imagine that happening. It will never happen. Williams. Williams has had a problem. A major upgrade made the car faster, but it tempted Nicholas Latifi to try and overtake the other cars with predictable results. While Alex Alban got to Q2 and qualified 13th and managed to stay there, although he got up to 11th at one point. They're getting there, aren't they? They are getting there, but so slowly. You know those races where they go, oh, there's 10 laps left and the leader's going to get caught in 11 laps, so it's not going to happen. I feel that's what's going to happen with Williams. They're getting there, and just when they're going to be on the cusp of being a good team again, you know, the climate will collapse. or Full rule change. Will give up. Yeah, yeah, they'll just be like, oh, no, we're not going to bother racing anymore. Because they've been doing this for like 20-odd years of being shit. Well, since Maldonado, ten years since Maldonado won. I mean, they were that, but that even that was a fluke. And then, literally, a flash in the pit lane. We're talking. When did they last win a championship? Ninety-seven. Yes, it must be about then. It was. I don't think they because they didn't win with Montoya, did they? They didn't win with no. Nick Heidfeld. Oh, Damon Hill. No, that was ninety-six. So actually, as of if so, if you watch Formula One and you're the age you are, <laughs> mm-hmm. do you have a kind of nice feeling about Williams? Because people like us say they used to be good, or are they just like a shit team at the back to you? I don't know. I sp- no, I suppose if you know F one, you know their history, so you know they used to be a good team, but they're still a shit team at the back now. Yeah. It's kind of like a team that hasn't really kept up the times. That's very true. That's- Although they have started that now by not being run by a family anymore. Yes, exactly. We welcome our new corporate overlords. What are they called? Doralton Capital. I think hedge funds should run everything. <laughs> well, it works in football. Alfa Romeo. Alfa Romeo have been knocking on the door of decency this year, but France was a country they'll want to forget about, for obvious reasons, because they had a bit of a shocker. Joe boned into Schumacher and Bottas slipped slowly from 11th to 14th. Back to obscurity you go, Alfa. Again, boned into Schumacher is another term that has connotations so that's one of the books about him isn't it about his dad what it just sounds what like it just reading? sounds like it just sounds like it would be like 
a sort of third tier biography of Schumacher because there's so many biographies about Schumacher. But hang on, what are you saying? That in this third tier biographer <laughs> biography, there's talk of someone boning him? I mean, probably. I haven't read it. I mean, I've, I don't read any of those books. Yeah, I mean, Alfa Romeo, ups and downs this year, but pretty down this, today, this week. Why bother? Next. Alpha Tauri. Alpha Tauri were another team that brought major upgrades to France, and on Friday they worked brilliantly. But their mechanics tweaked one bolt too many, and they completely stopped working on Saturday and Sunday. Gasly found the car undrivable, while Yuki Tsunoda actually had a pretty good weekend. It was all undone, and then Ocon ploughed into him on the first lap, and he had to retire. Poor Yuki. He goes, good, 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 shit, good, shit, good. And now he's good again, and he got taken out. I mean, we've been saying every week about... But I, I'm surprised this year that Alpha Tauri have been the team that have been reliably kind of shittest. That's actually f- a fairly good point. Hasn't that mostly been Gasly? I feel like Gasly's been sort of consistently mayor this season, whereas Yuki's been either good or terrible. Yeah. No, I mean, they're 8th out of 10th. They're not too bad, but... I mean, it's not quite, oh, there, is it? They just... They should be better. Yeah. They're just basically consistently just out of the points. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose 12th. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Sound of the week for Alpha Tauri. It's not dissimilar to Alpha Romeo. Well, they do have similar sounding names. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. All of which takes us to the stand-ins with Terry Saunders. Okay, so Charles Leclerc um, shouted into his radio, no. So I thought, in a similar situation, what would all the drivers <laughs> shout into their radio so Max Verstappen would obviously shout daddy no not again uh Charlotte Clerk would shout no Sergio would shout Max because he just loves him uh Carlos Sainz would be like not now I'm busy uh George Russell would shout Toto uh Lewis would shout I'd really like to thank the fans uh Lando would just shout memes I don't know what that means Ocon would shout Viva la France uh, Bottas would shout But It's not my fault Would say Alonso Balls would say Kevin Magnussen Gulp would be Ricardo Because he's drinking Out of a shoe We oui, say Gasly uh, Rig-a-ding-ding Crazy frog Is Sebastian Vettel Daddy yes Says Mick Schumacher That's, that's a lot to unpack there We uh, oui, Goes Yuki Sonoda Halo Says Joe Granu Because he's still Obsessed with the fucking Halo Leave me alone Says Lance Stroll And mummy avenge me Says Alexander <laughs> Albon And as we know, most of the teams are based in Britain, and now we've got Brexit and problems at Dover. So I thought, if all the teams decided to move countries, where would they move to? Red Bull would just say, it's not fair, because they're leading the championship and they don't want to move. Ferrari would make the mistake of moving to England. Um, Mercedes would be very efficient and choose the equidistant point between all the races in the world. Uh, Alpine would just move to Alonso's house. Uh, McLaren, if go to America if you love it so much. Uh, Alfa Romeo would be Switzerland. Huss would be a floating prison ship in international waters. Alfa Tauri would move to Wales for some reason. Aston Martin would move to Monaco for tax reasons. And Williams would move back to Didcot in 1986. <laughs> that is a very nerdy final one. I like it. <laughs> very good. Thanks. And now for the man of the match of driving. Lewis Hamilton. And now it's time for the state of F1 with Terry Saunders. What do we do about a problem called Ferrari? 
It's just getting embarrassing. Week in and week out, Ferrari make Trotters independent traders look like Debenhams. I mean, Topshop. I mean, BHS. Who's left over there in Britain again? Aldi? They make Trotters independent traders look like Aldi. A nice German company. We're taking over again. Uh, again. Sorry. No, no. I didn't mean to say that. I, that's, I said the quiet part out loud. And it's actually fun to kind of watch Ferrari fuck up as a midfield team, or if they're miles ahead. But their fuck-ups are just gifting a championship to a team who had last year's championship gifted to them by Michael Massey. And let's not forget, they get more money for being special and old, because F1 needs Ferrari, like some others do have them, needed Michael Crawford, and Leclerc did a whoopsie in the barriers. I'm just trying to fit in all the old sitcoms I can. But don't worry, I have a solution. Being shit every now and again is funny. Being constantly shit is actually getting a bit tragic, especially as it's a different kind of shit every week. We're constantly told how F1 is a team sport where all the different disciplines have to come together and work as one, so I suppose it's impressive that Ferrari give a different team a chance to really fuck up each week. For years, for Formula One's sake, has been adopting dogs at the Dogs Trust because of my gambling problem. Well now, like a daytime appeal advert that runs during Countdown, we're launching a scheme to help adopt a Ferrari engineer. For only five euros a month, you'll get letters and photos of your mechanic as our team of experts try to teach him that that end of the spanner goes on the nut and maybe don't put wine in the oil tank. In fact, don't put wine anywhere. Remember when Alonso had leaked how Ferrari were pumping their tyres with nitrogen? It wasn't. It was wine. We rehome the mechanics in a factory without a drink and blame culture and copies of La Gazzetta della Sport are banned where they will get to learn useful skills like how to make a legal engine and that Italian coffee is actually shit these days. Get over yourselves. <laughs> They're not allowed to watch the races or participate until they've been fully reconditioned via a Clockwork Orange-style contraption of watching only Schumacher waltzing his titles and not sad Vettel or sad Prost or sad Alonso or sad Leclerc or the fact that they actually fired Schumacher. <laughs> so can you help? Five euros a month, please. It's based, isn't this basically what Ross Braun did? I mean, do you reckon Ross Braun's going to... Because he's quitting F1. Do you reckon he's, just, he's quitting F1 to go back to Ferrari? Just to be like, I can't, I can't not boys. He's going to do it again. He's going to do it again. I just need to give you all a hug. You just need a big Ross Braun bear hug. <laughs> just goes around the factory, hugs them all. Championships. That's it from us. It's goodbye to Phil Tromans. Goodbye. Uh, we haven't had time to talk about floor changes. Rules about floor changes. Mainly because it's dull as shit. And Terry Saunders. We haven't had time to talk about Logan Sargent, who is either an up-and-coming American race driver or a name that Phil Droman has just made up in my ear. <laughs> either or. He might get promoted to Williams. He might get promoted, become Logan oh, captain. Oh, so even, even next year I won't have heard of him. Nope. We'll be back in a week to discuss the Hungarian Grand Prix in Hungary. In the meantime, check out our Facebook page, facebook.com forward slash for F1's sake, and follow us on Twitter at for F1's sake. Phil, how can listeners get 20% off and free delivery on the performance package 4.0 from Manscaped? Well, they can head to manscaped.com and they can use the code BALLSBALLSBALLS. Terry Webb, can people buy merch? ff1s.com forward slash shop, shop, shop. Thanks for listening. See you in a week. I am Neve Lewis. Goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. Thank you, Neve. Bye. Thank you very bye, much. Bye, 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 bye. Podcast Network.